Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, episode 10. My name is Arun Kumar. I'm the driver, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Good. Good morning, Arun. Good morning, listeners. So, I don't have, I don't have any small talk for this episode, I think. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited because... I am hopefully getting into a shop soon and it'll be a a business shop that generates revenue, but I'm still a car guy and I still have way too many cars for (laughs) the amount of space I have at my house. And I have my trailer parked in front of my house. I have my race car parked on the street. I have my great grandma's Nova parked in the driveway under a cover. I have my truck parked way out of my cul-de-sac on the street and I have a garage full of cars with both my wife and my dailies. I bet your neighbors love you. Well, what's funny is I'm not the worst. (laughs) Oh, oh. I have the neighbor across the cul-de-sac for me. Every night we'll park seven cars technically in front of his driveway but they imagine a circle because that's kind of what my cul-de-sac is his pile of cars sticks out three car lengths into the middle of the cul-de-sac what two wide three deep <laughs> I, like i can i can envision this yeah why like so, and how, so do you, how do you get away with that it's him and his wife and he has a one teenage daughter who is um, 16, just started driving. He has another teenage daughter who's like a senior in high school. And she has a boyfriend who stays over sometimes. And then they have two house guests. <laughs> and it, okay. I, don't, I don't think it's that big of a house. So I don't know where they're all sleeping. But yeah. And then he has... Um, three project cars <laughs> um that's just that's just chaos and i would be kicking people out of my house yeah if i were like, no if way. i were john if you ever listen to this you you need to remove some people from your house whoever drives yeah, that it, pacifica especially needs to leave <laughs> uh not not the pacifica minivan right the no the it old is suv no it's <laughs> oh it's it is the minivan yeah oh <laughs> Um, which, yeah, not as bad as the old SUV, but I don't think any of those are on the road anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, every once in a while you'll see that, that gym <laughs> rolling around. Uh, I'm going to be on the lookout for one now. Well, good. Of course, he does also have a, a um, first gen Mustang convertible. He has a 944 non-turbo and he has funny enough, an E46 CI that he's going to body swap with a Volvo P100. I think it's, let me look. I think it's a Volvo P100. Interesting choice of vehicles there. (laughs) Yeah, so go right now and Google Volvo P100 and you will see something that kind of belongs with an inline six. And a BMW chassis that can actually handle. <laughs> you, you know, I'm I know wrong. it's not 
what what one of these is, but it's very much a James Bond looking car. You know, you're uh, right. Almost it's... has an, a- an an Aston vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. I I understand. <laughs> oh wait, and also, so if you Google Volvo P100, it will come up, but it's actually the Volvo P1800. I was going to say, I think yeah. it's the 1800 that's coming My bad. up. Yeah. Wait. Wait. If he, if he does the P1800 in a wagon, I'd I'd support him even more. A two-door wagon? Yeah. Ooh. All right. So anyways, if you like this podcast, <laughs> please share it because we're a small, fledgling little organization here and we can use your support. Uh, to continue sharing the great message of being driven and pursuing excellence in business, fitness, and cars. So please share this with all your friends who you think would be interested, your gym buddy, your car buddy, your business buddy. I don't know if you have one of those, but your coworkers and your co-founders, if you have any of those. And then leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. If we're if we're a, a two-star, a three-star, or a four-star in particular, I will respect you because you didn't just put one or five like every other internet reviewer in the world. So thank you in advance. But if you want to give us five stars, that's fine too. I understand. We're just great. <laughs> so as promised, Dan wanted to talk about cars this week. So we're already I doing that. Promised. I, I think I said I would try and talk you into it. Dan succeeded. Anyway. Dan succeeded yeah. <laughs> in convincing me to talk about cars this week. So, what I wanted to do is use this episode to basically tell some stories to help you get into your first project car. And where I'm going with this, or where I'm coming from, is that. When I was a kid and in my late teens, early 20s, I, number one, didn't have any money, but number two, was ashamed of the fact that I was such a knowledgeable car person, but had never actually done anything with cars. I had my first car that I got in high school. That was a Passat W8, which is cool, you know, big V8-ish sounding luxury sedan, pretty fast. Um, But it wasn't anything I really did anything with. It wasn't really anything that I took and made my own. And then I leased a Honda Accord. (laughs) And (laughs) both of those were not good expressions of myself. I want another W8 now because I want to make it a good expression of myself. But neither of those really made me a car person. And it wasn't until I graduated from college and felt like I had the money to make it happen that I went and did full send and made it happen. And I had two cars within a year. I learned how to drive manual. I learned how to do tons of mechanical work on different cars. And I got into motorsports all in 2018. And I was very happy about that. 
And I want to make sure that everybody who has the desire to do something like that does not have any excuses that they can use to get out of it. Because I know tons of people that didn't do what I did or what Dan did and just <laughs> and and just sit there with their least accord and say, oh, well, you know, I, I just want something that's good on gas. I like cars, but I don't I've never really done anything. Maybe someday I'll own a Mustang or or a, a BMW race car. And maybe maybe someday I'll, I'll get the truck that I've always wanted Maybe someday I'll be able to go back and get that childhood dream car and fix it up. But that's as far as they take it. And in my experience, there is so much joy, so much enjoyment in life to be had from doing things with project cars. And I want to make sure that if any of those things that I just said sound like you, that these stories that we're about to tell you get you out of those excuses. So the excuses that I'm most familiar with really distilled down here are, I don't have the space. I don't have the money. My wife would kill me. I don't know where to start. It's too expensive. And I don't want a junkyard in my front yard with project cars because they're familiar with you know, that, that neighbor that has a project car but doesn't do anything with it. So I have three stories between the two of us. Dan has a story and I have two to, to get you motivated and understanding what it takes. So I want to start with, I don't have the money. So this is a recent story in November, 2022, I decided that I wanted to flip cars and not do a moose test in a Jeep Grand Cherokee and flip it on its side. But, <laughs> so but do, say, yeah. did you mean like in a workout format, flipping cars? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> but, but I wanted to see if I could increase the value of a car in my ownership because I am notorious for buying high and selling low <laughs> pretty much. My entire yeah. car ownership experience is just getting obliterated on depreciation. <laughs> yeah, and, and at least for, for me, it was my fault why it depreciated so bad. But, uh, <laughs> I would I would say that they were tastefully modified, but a dealership <laughs> did not. <laughs> oh dear! Oh no! Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, shame. dealerships don't don't like uh, performance parts. <laughs> on any vehicle Take because the then they can't sell with warranty or anything like yeah. that but yeah we'll get into that <laughs> all right listeners take notes take notes of this so so anyways when i decided that i wanted to start flipping cars i said i want to buy low and sell high so what's the best way to buy low is give yourself a ridiculously low budget and in 2022 a ridiculously low budget for a car that could still have some value, I believed was $1,000. So with $1,000 as my top price range, max price on Facebook Marketplace, I went scrolling 
And after a couple of days, I found a 1989 Mercedes 420 SEL listed on on Facebook Marketplace for $1,000. And the description read, no title. I have title transfer paperwork, but no title. And does not run. (laughs) Okay. All right. The titling problem. Fairly easy to get around, I think. I don't know how California is. In Nebraska, it's not that bad. Uh, oh, the running to, part. I can't wait to, to hear about this. Well, we need to talk after about the titling not being a big problem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, have a, I have a new car for you. Um, uh, oh, God. <laughs> so, the, the ad also read, car was towed. I need to sell within the day. And at first that made no sense. So I messaged the girl and said, what do you mean tow? And she had mentioned tow fees and that she still needs to sell it. But I'm already confused because logistically, where is the car? I don't even know. Is it towed? Is it in a tow yard or is it in front of her house? Or I don't know. So she explained the car is worth a thousand. I'm listing the car for a thousand, but you also have to pay $400 in tow yard fees. And I said, did you, did you buy a nightmare? Well, like that's that's why we're telling this story to, to show you that it's not a nightmare. Um, so bought it. And, uh, well, no, first I offered, I said, Look, you have it listed for a thousand, and then you just threw on top four hundred dollars in tow fees. I'm not interested in four hundred dollars of tow fees. So how about yeah. you just sell me the car for a thousand and including the tow fees? And she complained and complained, but she said, "All right, fine, but you have to be there by four because then the tow fee goes up more." <laughs> so well, this sounds like a like a her problem, like. You can't just yeah. throw on like you can't have a customer show up and then throw on the extra fees that's really your problem in the first place. Like, right. So basically, at the end of the day, I'm still into the car for a thousand, but the car itself was worth six hundred dollars. So I bought a classic Mercedes long wheelbase, luxurious S class doesn't run, but the body is great. And for California car better be. No, it wasn't. Did I not? Oh. Tell? Okay, yeah, I've got a lot to tell you then. But I we can't take all day <laughs> with this story, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speed it up now. <laughs> Basically, what I'm telling you is I got the car for a thousand dollars. So if you have a thousand dollars in a checking account or a savings account that you're like, ah, you know, I know I'm saving up for a house or I'm saving up for rainy day or whatever it is. If your life is missing some fun and excitement and joy, get a project car for a thousand dollars because it can get real fun real fast. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, the tow yard forklifted it onto my trailer. The front wheels were not straight. The headlights had been replaced the fender had a had a small crumple in it. The bumper had a hole in it. 
Um, but other than that, it was straight. The paint was amazing and the interior was immaculate. And it turned out the reason Interesting. That, it turned out the reason the car had been towed was she cleaned out the interior for another buyer. And then that included her parking permit and her oh uh, her condo you know parking lot towed her car <laughs> so that was unfortunate yeah dang yeah that's <laughs> that's sad yeah well so anyways i brought it home and confirmed that it would not start and it sounded like it had no compression <laughs> And so that's that's a good sign. Yeah, it's immediately concerning. But I decided to do a compression test. And in doing a compression test, I discovered that the spark plugs were black. (laughs) Oh, correct. And I noticed that the valve cover gaskets were leaking profusely. So I went on Pelican parts and I ordered $80 worth of parts, some spark plugs and valve cover gaskets and oil and an oil filter. And I performed the service. I replaced the spark plugs and I did the oil change and I uh, replaced the valve cover gaskets. And when I did that, I also noted that by Google searching, I discovered some of the normal pain points for this car. I learned that the timing chains like to stretch and the timing guides like to break. And so I made sure the timing was on. I did check the compression and it was low, but at the time I wasn't really sure whether it was going to be a true compression issue of some form or whether it was just because the car had sat for a while. But so I, yeah, yeah. So I performed Definitely could have been a little bit of both. Maybe. To be determined in the story. Yeah. But so, did the repair, and the car started. <laughs> Basically, first All right. crank. First crank, car comes back to life. Wow. An yeah. easy crank, too. Awesome. Yeah. So I start driving it around, and it is out of registration, still have no title. The, the steering wheel is doing some interesting stuff. It's severely cockeyed because one of the control arms is bent. That was an unfortunate Ew. discovery <laughs> because it turns out yeah. there are no control arms left after I was going to say, like, how are you going to get one of those for that car? (laughs) So I was calling around to junkyards and I struggled and struggled and I could have gotten one, but I got rid of the car first. But before we get there, car had a misfire. Turned out to be low compression. Car had a bent control arm. Couldn't drive straight. Car had no title. Car was out of registration, but it had a plate. <laughs> and for about 60 miles, I got to experience a fantastic, extremely comfortable, somewhat fast 
built like a tank, Mercedes, S-Class, MSRP in 2022 dollars, $118,000. Yeah, that's expensive. (laughs) And I'm driving it on the road for $1,100 out of pocket. How terrible. Not terrible. Now, in addition... I bought a new fender because the fender was crumpled. I bought a new bumper because the bumper was, had a, had a hole in it. And, uh, I got them painted. I replaced the bumper. And I also in cleaning out the interior a bit more and getting rid of the weed smell, especially I discovered a bunch of paperwork from the car. So I had the name of the first owner and the second owner who together owned it from 1989 until 2017. Wow. And drove it. Long stretch. Yeah. And drove it from zero to 135,000 miles. The car, the car has been. Was that one of those cars with five digits on the dial or did it have six for mileage? It had six. Okay, good. It had six. It's I don't know if that's more of an American car thing. No, it's not because some a lot of old Ferraris have five. Yeah, it just it kind of depends because like yeah. my ninety four Ranger was five digit. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, and those things are beasts. They can go forever. Mm, they yeah. can go way the, over a hundred. Like, when I got it, it was like thirty nine k, and he goes, "Yeah, add a hundred on there," and I'm like, "This could <laughs> definitely have two hundred on here." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so I I repaired some of the bodywork, but it, I also discovered the whole history of the car. So I I learned that it was bought new in Ohio. It still had the Ohio dealership license plate frames on it. Wow. Mm-hmm. It had rust from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely would have gotten rust from Ohio. What? But not what was the dealership think. name? Do, do they still exist? They don't still. It's called Dana. Dana, Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Well, I right. don't think they still exist, at least. I didn't check. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I had a bill of sale, though, which is so cool, from 1989. That's good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then the car went from Ohio to Maryland to D.C. to Colorado Springs to California. So not a California car whatsoever. <laughs> Because all of those states you just listed salt the crap out of the road. And yet, <laughs> the underside One of this thing, but the hole was from an accident. It wasn't from oh, rust. Oh, it was from an accident. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the only rust on the car, actually, that I discovered was in the bumper. Because wow. I had to take the bumper apart in order to replace only the part that I wanted to replace on the cheap and then return the rest to the junkyard. <laughs> and so <laughs> I did. And that was the only part that had rust. And it was it was gross. And it snapped a bunch of bolts. So I I mean, you know, I don't sure, recommend yeah. that. But but yeah, I mean, if you want if you want a project car, that's something to think about is make sure you get one that you can actually work on, not not one that is so rusted out it's not possible to work on it. Or not even that. Uh a car that there are parts still somewhat available for. 
Yeah, well, and, like, and the thing is, is there was one of mine in the junkyard. There were two, actually. There were two W126 S-Class 80s Mercedes. Um, but so basically, I, I was into the car at this point with the paint and the bodywork, 1800 bucks. So price has gone up a little bit, but you don't really need to do the bodywork. So for for the intent of saying you can get a project car that's not running and get it running... $1,100 for a car that's worth over $100,000 new. And good ones, good W126s now still go for 20 on Bring a Trailer. They're collector cars. Oh, for sure they are now. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're searching. Find a car that's that's cool, got some cool factor to it so you can brag about it with stories like yeah, this. Yeah, especially like like the fad now is like kind of turned a little bit to the European classic stuff. So it doesn't doesn't surprise me. Radwood's kind of big. Um, Yep. But yeah, so, so here's where I'll end it is, is I ended up trading the car because it had low compression in the engine, which you, you could have potentially remedied with just a head reconstruction or cleaning. Um, It may have needed piston rings. Either way, it's on a car that's worth preserving. They, Whoever bought it was going to be into it for no money at all and could sell it for 20 grand on Bring a Trailer. It's not going to cost you, you know, 15 grand to rebuild that engine or replace it. So you would have been okay. Um, yeah, there was enough there to work with. Yeah, and then the control arm was $85 from a junkyard in Kansas. Oh, man, that's nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. Shipped. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So it was all it was all very doable, but I, I felt at that point it was time for me to move on. And the story ends with a, with a choose your own adventure, you could say, in, in which I got a project car that I wanted to flip. I was into it $1,800. I put it on eBay, seven-day auction, and I got $2,600 for it. And All I was, right. It was probably kind of weak, to be honest. Yeah, but but, hey. but still, I was full disclosure: no title, low compression, bent control yeah. alarm. Car is not perfect, but paint's amazing. Interior's immaculate. Come buy it. Twenty six hundred bucks. That's fine. That's more than I'm into it for. I profited. Yeah. Only problem is. <laughs> oh no! The winning bidder was in the Czech Republic and could not export oh, the car without the title. No. Oh, no. So he wanted the car, but he said, I'll pay you extra if you get the title. And I said, I can't do that. I don't want to get the title. I don't want to go through that effort. It's going to take me two months with the California DMV. And I just want out of the car. Yeah. And so I, I messaged the second highest bidder they never got back to me. So then I listed it on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Now, this may not be the ideal outcome for somebody who's just trying to do a single project car. But one of your options for disposition of your current project vehicle is a trade. Mm-hmm. So now I own a 1997 Integra. Which is also cool. <laughs> it's uh it's definitely an interesting car yeah this one 
has more stories, not for this episode, but the point being is that's a $3,000 core. Yeah, that's actually building some nostalgia to it too now because like they were popular when you and I were in, in school. Yeah. Uh, and they've kind of faded, but now they're now they're trying to come back. It was a Fast and the Furious car also. That always yeah, that helps. Too. Yeah, that yeah. helps. Okay, so so that's my story. I know we're already half an hour into this. So so Dan, I want to hear about how you get around the excuse of I don't have space. Yeah. So <laughs> space and a project car are, uh, you kind of have to have it to some degree, um, but it's not necessarily uh, required. I I started with a little bit of space and unfortunately I didn't capitalize on having that space. I, had a, I was living in a house that had a, huge like four car garage at the time when i got my first mustang whoa yeah and at that time like my level of modification was i added a set of wheels and a spoiler to my ford fusion like oh that's all i did i had a so i had a 13 ford fusion s so like the bottom of the barrel like it was sick at the time coming from a 2002 explorer like just Ford guy for life over here. I mean, yeah, my grandfather worked at Ford, so it's in the blood. Uh, so I got the Mustang. I really, I had the space, but I didn't really wrench on it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think when I was there, I added a cold air intake, which took me like fifteen minutes. It was <laughs> but stupid also- easy. At the time, this was your only car, right? Yeah, this was my only car. I traded my Fusion for a 14 Mustang GT stick, right? That's cool. In Nebraska that has snow. I don't care. Like, it was a a great idea. It's not not the winter car you've always wanted. No. And I was like 19 years old, didn't care. I just wanted a Mustang. Like, you know, why not? Uh, I have no idea to drive stick when I bought it either. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I scared the living crap out of my salesman. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I didn't really do much with it right off the rip. And then I moved out and I got this apartment, like small apartment, nothing crazy, single at the time. And I had a a little tiny garage. And I mean, it might have been the same size of my apartment. You had a garage (laughs) with your apartment, though. That's kind of cool. Unfortunately, it it was like 200 yards from my building. So in no no power door. I don't even know if the door locked half the time. There there are people who have no garage. This is true. (laughs) Yeah, I was this garage was so bad. It was about that. Uh, and I guess it was my poor choice of apartments that I had chosen. But <laughs> I was making money and I was being a cheap ass trying to live rent cheap. Uh, and that is where I did the majority of my modifications to that car. And it was, it was interesting because 
like I didn't have the space. I had a car that was not suited for the climate I drove it in for four months of the year. And yet I still wanted to modify it. I did all of my wheel swaps right there in the parking lot of the apartment complex. Uh, I did all my, my cold air stuff. Uh, I did my intake swap literally in the parking lot outside on a nice summer night. Like, you know, not, not to be a deal. It's when the bigger stuff came is where if you don't have the space, you have to get creative and you have to figure out where can you go to put on a set of headers, a set of long tube headers. Just before we get there, you were doing all of this yourself with the tools that you had. You, I had, yeah, very marginal amount of tools, tiny toolbox, nothing crazy, no power tools, all everything done by hand. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's, that's a big part of the message here is, if you want to do this, like how much fun were you having during that time doing oh, all this to blast. the car? Uh, yeah, I was having a blast. Like, and, and like, because I started going to the track every Friday uh, once I moved into that apartment. Mm-hmm. And it, I was looking forward to the next part I was buying and then putting on that car. Like, even though it was a daily, it was a project and something that I got excited for. And the reason why I went to work you know, I made it my sole hobby. I was never at my apartment because I was out driving my car. There you go. Or modifying or doing something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you want to do the bigger projects, like doing a set of long tube headers, <laughs> where on a 14 Mustang, you have to you have to take the the engine mounts out. You have to take the steering shaft out. Ooh. And from underneath, you pretty much have to trans jacket up like four inches to get to some of the header bolts and like you can't do that in a small little apartment garage with no lights, no power tools, no, no, no way to get a jack underneath of it. Cause like you're, you're talking like, this is at least a day and a half job. Yeah. Like yeah, that's if, you're, if, you're, problem. if you're not using power tools. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you um, plan and you're going to get into the space thing, but what about, mm-hmm. what about the fact that it was your only car? So I, purposely did this on a weekend mm-hmm. and um i knew that there were a couple friends within this uh a circle that i had gotten into that would be able to assist okay and that's that's what i did i if you're gonna do it the way i did and have a single car that's your project i highly implore finding some sort of connection with other car enthusiasts within your town or city, wherever you may be, because they are very much like you and they, they will do you a favor. They will help you. Um, you know, some will have some ideas for you on places to go to have it, have those parts installed. Um, you know, maybe cheaper than just walking into a shop off the street or even free. Um, and, and that's what I did. I, I had joined a, a little local car club on accident and there were a bunch of Mustang guys that had done headers right in their garage. And they're like, Oh yeah, just bring it over, bring a case of beer and we'll do it together. I'm like, mm. all right, sweet. Now, now I'm getting headers done. That's usually like a thousand dollar job at any shop and I'm getting it for free for a case of beer and maybe some pizza. <laughs> 
and I'm learning something. I'm learning are, how to do it myself. We Are Driven does not endorse the beer or pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. But at that time, I mean, that's all it was about. <laughs> I hear you. You know, 19-year-old kid, he did, just wanted to, you know, modify his first just, Mustang. Just wants a loud Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, it was it was rowdy. I mean, yeah. it was long tubes, no cats, uh, no... It had resonators, but we really wouldn't call them resonators. And they had uh, Flowmaster <laughs> Outlaw axle backs on them, oh which God. I wouldn't call those mufflers either. That sounds like uh, a straight pipe is what I'm hearing. It, it's <laughs> pretty close. Uh, one of my best friends here had a straight pipe 14, and it that was much worse than mine. <laughs> uh, I All called right. him the angry Honda because Aww. of that. <laughs> Ooh, that's cruel. Uh, but yeah, so, so I guess... So what I'm saying is, is like, if you don't have the space, you have a small garage, you have no garage, you have nowhere really to go to do these big projects. There are ways to be creative and get help. Um, it just takes a little bit of networking and and getting out of your shell if you're a little shy and, and going to car meets and just talking yeah. to people uh, because they, and, they have those ideas. And I think and, what's what's really important about what you just said is car meets are a great place to meet people. Don't go mm-hmm. there and be ashamed of your car because what's more important to every single person there is how excited you are about any car because we're all excited about cars. And if you come up and you're enthusiastic about somebody else's car or asking questions about your car, you're going to get that level of enthusiasm back. And we all, mm-hmm. like, like Dan was just saying, we all want to help each other to love this hobby. Yeah, and and I'm not an Asian import guy whatsoever. But, like, I'll go to a meet, and if there's something that catches my eye, like, I'll have that conversation with that person. Because I was never a European import guy either. And now I have an Audi it, like, <laughs> and it, it just, it literally came from talking to people who own those cars and, you know, they saying, Hey, come for a ride, check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, go, go check out these guys who are doing it. And it just gives you a little bit of a different perspective on what other cars are out there. And then I want to touch on one other part of this for, for your story. So space was a, was an issue. Space came mm-hmm. at a premium. You have this tiny apartment. You can't, I, I know exactly what you're talking about with the fact that you cannot fit a jack on the side of your car. Nope. I've, been th- I've been there. Yep. And you, you're doing all this work with no tools in the small garage. You don't have the resources, but you're getting it done just because you love it and you want to do it. Yep. And it's, it's a compromise that you're making to have that, perhaps more struggly experience, but then you found friends and you found support and you found resources that could help you to make it easier. And you did that because of the car, not because of what it was or how much you spent on it, but because of how excited you were about it. Yeah. The fact that you were using it for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And using it every day, something I, I, I really admired. It, It was something that brought, uh, friends in my life when I was at a low point, you know, so for me to find that it, it was like therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I had a similar 
you know, beginning experience. And I think we're running out of time. So we're not going to get to that third <laughs> story here. But but that's okay because, you know, we'll do more, more. podcasts like this. And yes. <laughs> we have so many stories. We've, we've both had numerous cars. I'm sure we've got long stories about, like, I could tell you the longest story about my 13 Ford Fusion if you wanted to. Oh, boy. You know, it's, it's not a bad story, you know, <laughs> but it, it's it'll, it'll take 15 minutes to tell it. So <laughs> I could tell I could talk about how my Passat met a tree once, but that's a short story. And I basically <laughs> just told you the whole thing. I So I think one one last point on your Mustang. It's your it's your daily and you made sure that what you were doing to it was quality stuff that you were excited about but it was good stuff mm-hmm. that really accomplished what you wanted to accomplish with the car which in your case was more about the the power output yeah. and drag racing than looking cool yeah. or being slammed I to the am, ground yeah i'm power over appearance 90% of the time I, i'll do a couple of appearance things just to just to make it fit what I envisioned when I bought it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's power before anything else. And it's literally from the the bottom up. So like I'm not big on doing engine modifications first. I'm literally wheels, tires, suspension, then engines at the top of the list once sure. all that's taken care of. So and I think the the key there is you didn't just modify a car for the sake of modifying a car. And Mm -hmm. doing it to fit in with other people. You did what you wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to play the game of keeping up with the Joneses. And in some respects, that means that you're doing really big investments into a car when it's probably not financially responsible to do it. You're buying... Yeah. You're buying $3,000 wheels because... The next guy has them and that's mm-hmm. a it, bad habit. And there were, too. yeah. And there were people that I, I associated with that absolutely dug themselves into holes that they could not get out of because they were trying to be the biggest guy on the block, mm-hmm. which is not necessary. You, you, if you're going to have a project car and you're going to modify it, you have to do it for yourself and not follow what other people are doing. I mean, yeah, sure. Put something on your car that someone else did that you like, but don't follow in their footsteps because their life situations are, can be much different than yours. Yeah. And there's, there's no way to really know whether somebody's telling the truth or not. Cars are this hundred percent cars are this status symbol where people are going to lever themselves up in order to get the best that they can. But Mm -hmm. my point here is, At the same time, don't Amazon your car. (laughs) Don't eBay your car. Or eBay it. Don't Don't, buy the eBay turbo. Don't AutoZone (laughs) special your car. Because especially if it's your daily, especially if it's your daily, you want to make sure that that thing is reliable and working and Mm -hmm. not annoying you with with problems or rattles or whatever it is rattles tings yeah stuff just falling off yeah (laughs) Yeah, definitely do the research uh there are millions of facebook groups that are literally car specific uh 
that will give you the answers that you can ask questions in. Uh, there are even discords now that, that are doing that. <laughs> it's there, there's so much information out there on what is a quality part. Yeah. So that's where I think we'll, we'll wrap it up. We, we don't want you to make excuses for not getting into your passion for cars. We both come from a place of sharing a, a great love of the hobby. We're both working in the industry. We met through SEMA. It's a, it's a really good way to enjoy your life if you were bit by that bug. And I know hundreds and hundreds of people in my life probably that were bit by that bug a little bit and acted like me when I had my Honda Accord that I was leasing (laughs) and we're saying, Oh, you know, I don't have the money. I don't have the space. I don't have the time. I'm busy with other things. But when I started doing it and made room for a project car in my life, got rid of all the excuses, my life got so much better. hundred percent. And if you truly love automobiles, those aren't ever excuses. Yeah. And, and even for people who cars are not, you know, the, the be all end all passion that it, it can be for, for, I mean, I know thousands of people around the world relate to what mm-hmm. we're talking about, but even if you're, oh yeah, I, I like cars, try it. See what you think of, of getting your hands dirty, doing something kind of ridiculous and challenging yourself to, to just try something different and, and get out there. Yeah, just go show up to a testing tune night at any track and go <laughs> st- walk the pits and ask questions. Someone yeah. will be more than happy to bring you in. Yeah, and and we all participate in all the big, you know, your your local car shows. So you can find us there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, th- I think that that's all we got on, on this topic. If Dan, you want to take us out? Yeah, if you uh, want to support the podcast... You know, give us a review uh, and share it with your friends, family and coworkers. you know, the neighbor next door, anybody. Um, you know, we'd really love to see that. We want we want the reviews. We want to know how we're doing. Uh, we are sponsored by We Are Driven. They are on uh, Instagram, YouTube and their website at WeAreDriven.co across all platforms. If you want a 4 a.m. Uh, Discord message from Arun Kumar, uh, and you can feel free to message us about getting us getting into our discord. He'll him or myself will send you a link to it. Um, it's 4am for him. Luckily for us central guys, it's six. So, uh, you know, we luck out a little bit, uh, East coasters, you're even better. Um, and if you want, (laughs) if you want some help and accountability in in pursuit of uh, your excellence, uh, Join the Driven Network. Uh, uh, you know, there's a bunch of individuals that have been in that group now for about a year that are, uh, you know, learning new life skills on how to do better in business, fitness, and cars. Um, lots of different topics every week, along with the motivational messages. A uh, lot of good information there. Uh, yeah, feel free to to reach out to Arun or I about that or check out the wearedriven.com 
co website and that information will be there. Uh, and check out our apparel. We have some really nice shirts, some nice hats. Shirts are great. They're super soft. I wear them a couple times a week. I wear them every day because I literally threw out everything else in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is your company, so I understand. Kind of committed, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it, we are driven is a, is a movement mindset community, whatever you want to call it. We're putting together all different types of programs that Dan was just talking through to, to support people in pursuing, pursuing excellence. And that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of all the content we're putting out right now. So I hope you've, you've found us through, through one of those, those platforms. And so you know how to reach out to us to get into the discord or, or the network, but in case not, I'm at Arun D Kumar on Instagram, or I'm the one who runs the, the we are driven.co Instagram right now. <laughs> Dan, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram as Dan underscore LaRue. I think it changes every week <laughs> for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, uh, Dan LaRue on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, not on TikTok. Never. Never, won't ever. Be, on won't TikTok. be there. As much as yeah. I actually thought about it this morning, I saw this dude who had 90,000 followers on Instagram and a million followers on TikTok. And I was like, oh, yeah. I know how easy it is if you just catch the trends, but no. No. Yeah. I mean, for you do for you doing reels, maybe it makes sense. But hey, no, we're not <laughs> can't, can't compromise at this stage. But if you've tolerated our nonsense for the last few minutes, thank you for listening. Leave a review, share it with your friends. Hope you have a great rest of your day and stay driven. See you guys.